Hello, Street Fighters. Welcome to the show. This episode is sponsored by Ivanovich Menthol Tobacco Vodka. Just dipped in a little bit. Glad you're here. It's Wednesday night. Time for a street fight. Once again, it's your two friends, Brett and Brian, here. Talk shit about the world. Help spread this mess across the U.S. And uh, keep spreading the love and support of the community and everybody that tunes into this show and watches us on the streams and contributes in any way possible. The zines are going great. The metal zine is coming by this Friday. I got it ready to go. Um, we're catching up. We've got a we've got a fundraiser with Wavy, our artist friend. He designed some shirts. Head to store.streetfightradio.com. You got like a week and a half to get in on that pre-order uh, for masks and t-shirts. Uh, that's benefits the Greater Columbus Arts Council as well and their COVID-19 relief fund. Uh, that's what we've got going on. For those of you that don't know, we are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it here out of Columbus, Ohio on WCRS-FM for nine years, as you all know. Uh, you can listen to us in Columbus on 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270 best community radio that there is or head to wcrsfm.org if you want more radical news coverage if you want reggae playlists if you want to hear hip-hop rock all the most interesting stuff head to wcrsfm.org we do appreciate their support over the years and uh, continue to spread to spread the word about their good fucking radio here in columbus yeah spread it baby um how's it going brian <clears throat> i'm great I'm feeling really good. We do have a. Uh, we I want to start with a with a very special uh, milestone for us. This has never happened before. Uh, the Doughboys people send drops to the Doughboys all the time. I love the drops. Love hearing what people come up with. And uh, this was sent to me like a month or two ago, and I never got around to making it work. Plus technical stuff sometimes. Um, but Dylan over at. Uh, realcooltimes.com made this drop from the show and uh, Brian hasn't heard it yet so I, I want to hear what he thinks alright here we go you know those are some pretty important shits to think about you should sit down and fucking think about these things it's like fuck you yeah I shut you down because the last call that we had last week was fucking phenomenal. And I was not going to pick up your cop apologizing bullshit after that call. Why does he jump by and tell him to cut the malarkey? Yeah, that'd be great. Pecos Bill was better than Ben. Yeah, I agree. Did he ride tornadoes? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That's so cool. He like harness, he like wrangled them. Yeah, that's like the coolest thing you can do. I don't even care if it's fake. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like I'm a big fan of this guy. 100%. I'm faded. I'm cross-faded. I'm bladed. I'm fucking everything you can be. I'm ready to get this shit done. I get a lot of credit on the internet for being a magnificent wife guy and a magnificent dad. Just dad to the core. Yeah. Haven't had a grill in two years. Wow. Fucking sick-ass country. It that, is. That's the show, baby. Thanks for listening to Street Fight Radio. <laughs> well, we're done now. We don't even have to do a show anymore. Yeah, that's that encompassed it. everything I talk about. <laughs> yeah, that was a great preview <laughs> of what we've covered on the show. Uh, that was Beautiful I beautiful Ohio, the Psychedelic Ghost Mix. Uh, once again, from Del Dylan at realcooltimes.com. Thanks for sending that in. Uh, that was fun.
We have talked about Pico's Bill more than any other podcast. I'm yeah. almost positive about that. We're keeping a, the dream alive. Yeah. Yeah. People like, don't know about Pico's Bill. You can harness nature. You can. With a rope and some gumption. I'm looking up Pico's Bill just to see if we got our, everything right. He did ride a tornado. What else you got to do? Uh, Okay. He... Uh, what else you got to do? He's a fictional cowboy and story set during the American westward expansion into the southwest of Texas, New Mexico, and all this stuff, you know. Uh, uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, uh, the saga of Pecos Bill. They called it a tall tale, which that's not proven. It could be true. Sure. Somebody know. saw it. That's why they started uh, telling it. Oh, this guy's bad, though. He's bad. Pico's Bill's actually bad. No. Yeah. It says, according to legend, Pico's Bill Bill is responsible for creating many different landmarks. One landmark he is said to have created is the Gulf of Mexico. Apparently, there was a drought in Texas that was so horrible that Pecos rushed to California and lassoed up a storm cloud and brought it to Texas. Whoa. So did... That's kind of cool. Weather, cloud seeding, like yeah. kind of weather disruption. I mean, I got to tell you, if that's true, that's pretty CIA incredible. CIA then, I guess. Yeah. Probably. We haven't done that. That's a fed. We haven't done that since, you know? Yeah. No one's tried that since. Uh, we got all the technology in the world. We can't do it. He fucking did it. You know, it rained so much that the Gulf of Mexico was created. That Same, seems like that's, a mistake, though. Yeah. But when you can't do the computer models first, then you're like, oh, dang it. <laughs> another story is of him creating the rio grande river okay he and his horse got stranded in a desert and needed water so pecos grabbed a stick and dug the rio grande river well that's the here's that's, the bad one now we uh-oh. get to the bad one one other landmark that he is responsible for is the painted desert he apparently started shooting at a tribe of native americans and as they ran away the paint they had on them from a ritual came off and painted the desert yeah, don't, Pico's yeah that's not good. God, these people back in the old days could not fucking tell a story without racism. Yeah. Just impossible for them. Yeah, that was that was the life. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we're writing a story. Uh, how do we add racism to this story? Yeah. And uh, really make it really well, make it good. That's good. You know? That's the end of Pecos Bill on Street Fight Radio. Yeah, fuck Pecos Bill. We bad. don't like him now. We just thought he wrote a tornado. Uh, so did you hear about this, uh, thing in Hawaii, this, their, their online school at that, uh, um, at one of the schools in Hawaii that is like, uh, uh, I saw this thread for it. It's called a Academy and, uh, it's the online school for one of the things in a, for one of the school districts in Hawaii. Okay. Uh, um, so one educational alternative offered to children attending in-person classes by Hawaii 108 is a Celis Academy founded and owned by a MAGA conspiracy theorist and polygamous cult leader, Roger Billings. Great. Okay. Free market education. It seems like a Celis was likely formed to corner the market on online homeschooling for reactionary creation at QAnon parents and are just happening to thrive during COVID school year where local governments are looking to cut faculty and pervert. Uh, previously, uh, uh, you know, I, I missed it. Some QAnon group made a, a school curriculum and they're able to sell it cheaper than a company that has like people working on making the, the books. And right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They're doing the teaching and making the lessons. Some QAnon person will make lessons all day long as long as it's the right lessons. Right. Yeah. So here is 
uh, uh, this is from Karaoke Computer on Twitter. is is the name of the account. He he did a really good job of uh, uh, putting a thread together and getting some screen caps of some of the stuff that the kids are learning. Uh, here's one of the questions in their uh, uh, history course. Okay, I believe Ronald Reagan caused his country, and then it's a blank, and you got three choices: to turn bitter after hard times. Whoa. <laughs> B, to do nothing for the country. C, to get excited about things even in hard times. That's the that's a, a that's question. one of the questions. That's just one of the questions. Seems like an obvious answer. It's turn bitter after hard times, but I think the correct answer was C. Right. To get excited about things even in hard times. Yeah. Uh, William Bradford was the leader of, of the, and it says church army or pilgrims. And the pictures are of a crucifix, uh, uh, and a gun and then a pilgrim hat. So, you know, most schools are avoiding putting guns in the curriculum as just like a drawing of a, and it's a cool looking, realistic looking gun. Well, did you see that, that, um, they they threw that. I'm sorry. Did you see that black kid that had a gun on Zoom and the cops were sent to his house and he got suspended for five days? No. Yeah. They uh, this 12 year old kid had a, they had like a gun with the orange tip on it. Said oh, like just playing with zombie. A gun? Yeah. And they said that he brought a facsimile of a gun to school. Well, no, he didn't. No. That, you know, I even saw a weird thing where there was a school that said you had to wear shoes. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, you couldn't be on the online school without shoes on. That seems like a fucking. That seems like you're overstepping a little bit as as the online school, you know. Yeah, I mean it's just such a mess, you know. We only really they didn't really have a lot of time to develop any of this stuff. So I mean, with this Acellus thing, it's sort of like the school. Probably didn't fucking know, man. Well, it's called Excellus. That sounds like a school thing, you know? Yeah, you know what's fucked up, too? I just found out with my daughter's uh, school is there's a, a reading app called Epic where, like, the, the teacher can give books and send them to, like, their inbox and they can read them and it tracks all their time. Mm-hmm. I tried to get it on that motherfucker before we started at 8 p.m. And it sent a message that says, oh, you're you're on uh, epic after school hours. You need to get mommy or daddy to, to get their email address to sign up for an epic account. Oh, no. Yeah. Does like it cost money. No, it's free. But you only get two hours of reading a week. <laughs> you can't read more than two hours if you don't pay eight dollars <laughs> a month or 72 all the way for the year oh it's man it's fucking awful that is a fucking rip man apparently a cellist curriculum contains tons of racist history lessons and test question here are a few of the worst i've seen so far wait to go with the vetting process on this one uh, uh which image in your opinion best dis- depicts harriet tubman's escape from slavery to freedom in philadelphia a or b and uh one of the a is a, a burglar with uh uh carrying a, a bag like a, behind him like money sign got, on it no money sign okay just a burlap just a bag burglar or the other one's a picture of a black woman with a bindle and like a, a thing on and uh uh somebody put in the comment 
that the answer would be A, according to a Cellus third grade lesson. The A is the burglar. The answer is she's a burglar. She was a burglar. She was stealing her labor, I guess, you know? Breaking, uh, breaking the law. Uh, here's one. Osama bin Laden was the leader of what terrorist group? Is Which, I mean, come on. You know, this is third grade. We're looking at third grade shit, you know? Uh, it says Islamic Jihad Union, Al Qaeda in Afghanistan, Muslim bro- Brotherhood, or D Towel Ban. T O W E L B A N. See, now somebody were taught. Some people were taught that way. <laughs> this That's is awful. so fucked, man. Uh, uh, how many kids did they say? Or did they say how big the district is? Uh, it's it's a Hawaiian. I'm. I'm sh- I don't think the population's too big there. It's the digital uh, academy thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the digital academy thing. Here, you can plug your headphones in again. They, there's some audio here of the PE course. Oh no, I'm going the in PE blind. Is bad. Even the PE is yeah. bad. I'm going in blind here, so I don't know what this says. Uh, uh, but I feel like we should check it out. All right. All right, you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Hi. Ooh. My name is Fire Angel. And I'm going to be your personal helper. I'm going to be like your angel. When you have certain dark clouds in your life and you need just a little bit of help, I'm going to help you with getting excited about exercising, about eating right, about okay. being positive, about caring, and about taking care of all your friends and all your family. And so if you ever need a little pick-me-up, come watch me. Okay, so oh. Fire Angel is the PE teacher. I didn't get to see her. <laughs> she she kind of talks. You want to come over and see her real yeah, quick? Yeah. She kind of talks in like a kind of sexy voice. I felt that's fair. You know, that's Fire Angel. Okay. Yeah. It's not okay. Yeah. That's she, the PE teacher is wearing a blouse. E, yes, the PE teacher is wearing a a blouse, uh, and her P- name is Fire Angel. Maybe that is a maybe that's an athletic jacket, but she's Fire Angel. Uh, here to teach you what kind of what kind of stuff we're gonna do, Fire Angel. So I wonder what kind of gymna- what kind of physical education are we getting? So then the next thing in the thread, right, is and here are some really gross tweets that Fire Angel liked from their personal Twitter account. Oh, <laughs> totally no. in line with the ideology of a Cellus Academy's curriculum. And uh, if white people don't call themselves European Americans, why should black people call themselves African Americans? I say we should all just be Americans. Am I right? Yeah, that's uh, what's his name? John Wayne made that. <laughs> Liberals speech. are furious. Trump's administration refuses to fly the LGBT flag over U.S. embassies. I say the only flag we should be flying over our country's embassies is this one. It's the American flag, and it says who agrees. So, uh, uh, and here's the last tweet that she liked. Women aren't equal to men. Men aren't equal to women. I am proud. I can do things. Men can't. Why does everyone want to be same? Be proud to be what you are. God made you special and unique. Stop trying to be a second rate version of someone else. Oh, I hate that. I do too. Cause you just know the disgusting attitude is like that. I mean, that's, that's turf shit. That's anti-trans shit. Yeah. What they're saying. And it's like what you are just there's people that want to live their life how they want to. And you are uncomfortable with it. You you tell you want them to believe they're a special little angel chosen by God. And they don't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, that is so obnoxious. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, this kind of, this thing that I, I am, I'm reading. That's fucking wild. It like really makes me nervous. It may, I, I think we have to like, now we have to look into what we always have, man. I know, there was, I know. they've been, they've been changing the history books down in Texas and Oklahoma for a few years, for a while, forever, you know? They're always fighting in those history books to get more racism in there. Yeah. The school or to district, justify the racism. The school district dropped them. So that's good. That makes sense. It's just what in the fuck is going on, man? Uh, uh, so how is, uh, how's your school going? Um, well, you know, she's back every day. Okay. For two and a half hours. Okay. I think. Uh, one classroom or switching classes? Yeah, it's it to me, and even she said she's like it. It sucks. It's it's basically like being at home. We're not really allowed to talk to each other. We're far away from each other. There are partitions in between us. You know, the doors and the windows are all open in a class, but you can't like leave. Yeah, and uh, um, so uh, part of me feels like, hey. It sounds like they're doing it right. They're being safe they're about doing it. the most they can. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I would have liked to have seen them try to do as much as they could outside. Yeah, that makes right? sense. absolutely. And then I, I thought of this the day she went back, and and I, I'd like to get your opinion on this because uh, it's just an idea that I came up with. Uh, I don't think I've heard anybody say it or anything. But what if? Okay. In the school districts, we do send, and provided that you know nobody's immunocompromised, and we're we're just saying, like, what if if we have to send the young kids right up to ninth grade? Why don't we let the high school kids stay home? Yeah, and then use the space of a high school building to spread the little kids out a little bit more. Yeah, because here's the thing. A lot of parents do want their kids in school. And I got the impression from our school district that the teachers wanted to go back provided it was done safely. You know what I mean? They, they sort of were like, if we're going to take precautions, then I would rather be in front of the students. That was the impression I got from talking to some of them and read, keeping up with the emails and the, and the meetings and stuff. So they, they do like want, there are people that think that it has to happen there, right? And like, I also sympathize or empathize with the, the people who have jobs, whose kids, like, what do you do? Yeah. You know, you it's like you're trying to figure out like what you would even do. No, I, that's, this was my life today. Yeah. And, uh, I, my wife went to the office for the first time in a while I had to do school and we, she isn't doing digital Academy. So her teacher is required to do in-person teaching and he just sits on zoom for like seven hours a day and they make her show up at 9am and she has to be there till three 30. Like it's a fucking school day. Yeah. G dog. Gwen does too. It's the craziest shit. And like, I'm begrudging. I, I don't think it should be happening at all. I think that we should be smart enough to, to renegotiate the deal of what, this year is and what education is because this is bullshit to try to force everyone into it. I mean, couldn't 
You could those look the guards don't. It's not spit. It doesn't matter spit. Right. I understand. Imagine everybody is smoking a cigarette yeah. around you. Being inside is not even if it's ten of your coolest friends. I mean, couldn't we? Uh, um, for this time being, at least, probably until November. Couldn't we do a lot of this outside? Yeah, I agree. Like, couldn't you can put tents up too? They did it in 18, 1918. I saw outdoor school in the winter where they just made them dress warm and they put tents up. Right. I mean, I'm not the time. I'm not going to say you should have to sit outside in January, February, and stuff. Yeah, but I am saying that like we're at a time now where this could happen outside. We could partition off not only the land that the schools are on, but we could use the parks in the area too like there's space to do this stuff now granted i don't know what every situation is but i think there are ways to pull this off that really you know level out the risk a little bit yeah but for some reason this has to happen indoors yeah for some reason this has to happen I, and i but i and i also you know what gets me though is what i have to be logical and what i, I do have to accept is what you said is that for like i sat on the couch and tried to work from my phone because my daughter got my daughter got uh given a chromebook for work working our schoolwork and it disconnects from the internet every 30 to 45 minutes and she's using my work computer now my work laptop and i see some of the kids that are still on chromebook and their parents just set them up and every 30 to 45 minutes they're off the call and they're like asking it they're asking for some sean come back please sean refresh your internet and this kid has to every single 45 minutes refresh his fucking internet it's and if your your parent isn't there i mean she's seven years old she does not like they're asking her they're showing her how to upload documents you yeah. know she was learning like writing and, and spelling and shit like she's still learning a lot of compound words uh this is this is a lot. And I I had to sit there all day. And there's so many kids that just don't show up, like I always say. Or, you know, the parents don't have I, I am one of the very small percentage un unique households that I that me and my wife can spend every fucking hour being a co-teacher. That's what I was doing because every time I would just hear the teacher say, All right, folks, we're gonna clean up and we're gonna do our math now. So I would get up. I would say, what do you need to do your math? I would make sure she was set up to do her fucking math. And then she could go with the teacher. But the teacher is just plowing through. The teacher has a fucking, uh, you know, a hot 30 minutes of math they have to do every day. And they're not, they can't, they're on a timeline. Mm -hmm. So they just have to show up. And they're getting paid, they're getting paid to show up on Zoom to do live instruction teaching. And uh, it's driving me fucking nuts. I mean, it's going to, it's going to be hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they got. Kids in the chat, like, don't, don't type anything in the chat. I heard this hilarious, this girl today was like, I want to tell a scary story. And they're like, oh no, it's not story time. And she's like, oh, I want to tell my scary story. It's, it's from the purge. And then the teacher was like, all right, it's not story time anymore. Let's get, let's keep it on task. <laughs> well, it, you know, my kid, kid watched a lot of like stuff for not at seven, probably. Cause she just couldn't even figure it out. But you know, a lot of parents, they're just sort of like, yeah, you're, well, we're going to watch a show together. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. I, I mean, I watched John Wick with Gwen when she was like 10. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. You were there. You were like, should should we watch this with her? And I'm like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. You know? And she loved it. She loved the fucking movie. 
yeah. uh, wants to see the other two. Just hasn't had time to sit down with me and watch them. But um, but like that's that was like I also have to do work. Like I also have like a I full know. day of work that needs to get done. I know. But I'm sp- I have to be up at eight a.m. every morning now with fucking breakfast and snacks all day long. But you know, your the t- kid loves that. Yeah, I mean, your kid has a higher level of snackage than even some of the high level snackers. That Very I've grazer. Known. Yeah, just grazer. That's all we do is just grab handfuls of stuff and throw it in her. I mouth. know. I know. She rocks though, man, because it 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 like. She blows my mind when we're hanging out because, like, I feel like it's every five minutes she wants a snack. Even when we're doing the show, sometimes she'll come and knock on the door at, like, 1030 at night and be like, Dad, I want some fucking yogurt or something. You're like, God damn. Gwen was the same way. Like, we had to carry stuff with us. When you have a kid that's really young, you have to carry food with you. Constantly. Because they fucking just need food every seven minutes. In yeah. order to feel like they're doing something. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about it is like, I, I think it's actually working well for her, but that's because literally she has a full grown adult yep. helping her one through her whole fucking school day. Right. And if, and then, if, and then we like anything she doesn't finish up, they like, they are grading this based upon how many Google try Google drive documents, how many Google classroom documents get uploaded. So basically she does all of her work. And at the end of the day, we have to go through and input the work. Cause it's like the, the, the worksheets and stuff that they did before, like they can't just collect those and count it as like work done. I have to now go to a spreadsheet and do her math. And like, we have to input her math homework that she did. It's, it's fucking, it's so much extra time. Yeah. Last year, Gwen had a teacher that made us print, her math work and then drop it off at the teacher's house. And we had to drive up to the oh, teacher's yeah. house and drop it on the porch. That's not as bad. I mean, that's, I mean, cause you're doing it twice. Like she did, she did the work. She spent a whole, she spent 45 minutes in the afternoon. She was learning about tallies. She tallied everything in the house, chairs, tables, light switches and all of that. But now it's like, Oh, you thought you were done with that. You got to do spreadsheet stuff now. Let, yeah. me, let me show you what spreadsheets are about. Now you got to go do the, a spreadsheet for the, for the teacher. Yeah. I mean, me and Katie She's have, be able to run a Shopify at the end yeah. of the school year. <laughs> me and Katie been talking a lot about, uh, uh, we were just having a conversation the other day about like, I don't know how we would have kept our sanity if Gwen was not a teenager. You know what I mean? At this time, it just seems like it's intense a lot. And it was like, it's all being sort of heaped on you. And then me and you haven't had to break and pay. You know what I mean? And like, uh, uh, neither one of us have, and our wives haven't had like a break and pay yeah. since this happened, you know? Now, just imagine you're fucking out looking for a job. Yeah. And uh, money's not coming in. They're not fucking doing another stimulus. Yeah. There's just like, you're, yeah. I don't know how you're, I don't, I really don't know how somebody that works real works for a living, as I say, yeah. is doing this. Sing- I have no idea. What about a single parent that has sixteen-year-olds? What, what are you supposed to? How are you supposed to babysit them? You ha- they can they can make de- they can make lunch and all that stuff and do their work. How are you supposed to babysit them? Yeah. Like, what are you supposed to do? This is just I. There's I mean we Gwen. I mean I trust Gwen. Sure. But she is also like a different kind of kid. Because I I do know that there are people in, I know that there are teens that are not doing their work, a hundred percent. 
that I I happen to just kind of I I know I I know a bunch of the teens in the neighborhood. You know what I sure. mean? Because you know they all come up together. There's only like thirty of them, right? Uh, um, and uh, I have heard stories from other parents that like the kid. You know, my kid hasn't turned anything in in two weeks. I got a call from the teacher and she's yeah. not doing it. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck are you supposed to do about that? I don't even know what to fucking do. I don't yeah. know how. Do you want me to stand behind and watch? Because I can't do that. You know? Yeah. Uh, my job is telling me that I have to come back to work now. They put up partitions and bought gloves and masks. Well, that's it. Katie was saying. Katie's also hit this thing, too, where, where Gwen doesn't want to walk anywhere ever. I live in a very walkable neighborhood. I don't know that you could live in a more walkable neighborhood. Oh, than like yeah. Maybe New York City somewhere. <laughs> sure, sure. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a little bit more walkable, but there are sidewalks everywhere yeah. and everything's within a mile. Yeah. Of you. you have access to anything you could get to and anything. also local like Mayberry type stuff everywhere you go. Right. There's Lo other there's other parents out everywhere. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody. It is maybe the best possible situation for a kid that has to walk to school. Now, I grew up in the suburbs. Granted, uh, there were sidewalks all the way to school. I walked every day. And I'm not trying to be that adult. You know what I mean? But Katie's working from home. I go out and walk. And, and probably what I'm going to have to end up starting to do now is just wait until... She needs to go to school and I'm going to have to drive her and drop her off because she doesn't want to fucking walk for some reason. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Katie has to take time out of work even just to drop her off and pick her up and take her to fucking tennis. And it's just like, fuck, man. You know, if we were all back at work, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Her hand would be forced. <laughs> yeah. Because that's I mean, my my parents both. I, I had two working parents. Right. Full time working parents, sometimes overtime yeah. working parents. They just didn't have time for it. They had to be at work uh, before I had to be at school. And uh, I just didn't have a choice. And, and like, for some reason, in my mind, it's like, well, I guess if I have the choice, I'm going to do it. I would have liked to have gotten a ride to school when I was a kid. So I guess I'll do it. But like. I'm even just thinking about that. Um, I ran into uh, my brother and my niece yesterday while I was walking, and they were walking back from recess. Yeah. They go home. I, I guess they go home for recess or something, and it's just none of it makes sense to me. It just, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to do for parents with kids that aren't working, yeah. but I do know this. The government has been actively terrible in this situation like yeah. they have done nothing but fuck this up you know when this all started in ohio or i i can't say for all of ohio i can say for columbus mike dewine was very popular yeah when COVID happened because he did lockdown and right. people were making viral videos about mike dewine people were putting a thank you mike dewine outside of their businesses and outside of their houses they were thanking him they were saying he's this great guy then he opened up schools then he opened up public exhibitions you're now allowed to have concerts and shit like that and then today last straw for me for real? Because I, I did a couple times. I was sort of impressed with him because he's a Republican. I just didn't expect him to do anything. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I got an update on my phone and uh, it said that it had COVID contact tracing on it. 
so that if you're around somebody that has it, it'll inform you that you were in contact with somebody that had it. And then, you know, it, most a lot of people have iPhones that oh. might actually be useful if it's part of the OS. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, well, I, yeah, I have an app I use called Citizen, which is like a Columbus City app. And it had co- it has the uh, contact tracing for COVID. They've had it for a while. Yeah, Ohio didn't have on the iOS. I mean, you you well, this, like you, you had said to you about, had to download the Citizen app to do it. No, what, on 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 th- this is the new update that just puts it on there as a setting. Right, right. I just did that. And it's not on there, and I was just like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" Yeah. Like, we can't even do that. There's an app though. Yeah, that does it. And like it, it, Citizen by Apple. No, no, you have to download the Citizen app. Yeah, and I'm, then it reads the Bluetooth of people around you and tells whether or not you were in contact with someone that had COVID. You report your symptoms on there. Uh, I just feel like we're not really doing we, we d- any of the right shit. We have also have like I looked at it back before when we did the lockdown. The infection rate was at two times. Like every one person infected two people. It's now down to one to one. Yeah. So there's the the spread rate has been halved. Yeah, I, I, I mean, from be... what I'm hearing, we're in a decent spot. We we are doing uh, better. Like, the infection rate's going down. The uh, numbers are going down. That's why they brought people back to school. Yeah, I mean. Let's watch in two weeks, from Labor Day especially. They're not going down. They just, yeah, they go down for one day when the people can make the decision. Like, they go up. They're just so up and down. They're, I, I just don't think they're at a safe place yet, you know? I, I'm with you, man. Sorry. I am with you. Uh well, let's. Uh, I didn't uh, know Apple added that though. That's a good feature. Yeah, they just. I just got it today. I but my uh, my wife got the citizen thing, and it also you can report like you can report gunfire. You can report like uh, a car accident. Someone stuck in a baby stuck inside a car. It's supposed to be like some sort of Good Samaritan app. Yeah, and my wife will get notifications on her Apple Watch that's just like a man was stabbed on Bush Boulevard, and you're like, <laughs> oh, great, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh do you remember like two or three weeks ago we talked about ted cruz switching to country music the, oh yes we, we played after the, 9-11 we played the video of ted cruz switching to country music after 9-11 what's well, really funny that we talked about that a few weeks ago because i saw this article on npr that i wanted to okay hip you to Texas Senator Ted Cruz has made no a secret for his affection for the Princess Bride, the 1987 cult classic star. That's not a cult classic. It is. It's just a straight up classic. Oh, Everybody yeah. likes that You're fucking right. movie. I you don't, can't go anywhere without seeing a shirt that says something from that fucking movie. That's true. It's not a cult they, classic. That's true. Cult classics like it, Evil Dead 2. It, that's not anymore either. I mean, if Princess Bride is an Evil Dead 2 is just as innocuous, go to FYE and buy a million fucking Evil Dead 2 things. Well, I guess. I, I think mean, all it's of, less it, people have seen Classics that. Cult Classics was the thing like 20 years ago. I remember Cult Classics when you they were, but now you know they're pop classic? culture. I got it. Cult cla- I know two Cult Classics. I got them. Uh-huh. Stone Cold with okay. Brian Bosworth. What? Oh. And Harley Davidson and a Marlboro Man. Those are good ones. Those are motherfucking cult classics. Those are classics. real cult classics. I saw no that way. movie as soon as it came out on DVD uh, or on, on VHS. Like when I heard there was a movie with Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man, 
I was like, well, I got to fucking see this. I love Harley Davidson, and I also love the Marlboro Man. Yeah. I wish they would fucking make a Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man extended universe. Yeah, that makes sense. With Put Joe Camel. toy line. We get like a yeah. Joe Camel movie. Let's not make it a cult classic. Let's make it like a real classic. Let's do like loot crate boxes for it. And let's, shit. let's. Yeah, why not? You know, you, you get Joe Camel Candy in cigarettes. There. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what else, you know, uh, you, you maybe be uh, a... Uh, uh, a Mini Cooper movie? I don't know if that would fit in. Maybe a coal rolling truck movie. Mm-hmm. It's like a F two fifty. You know, extended cab. You can do vehicles and you can do yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, but that, but the thing, cult classic though is, uh, that's an old concept. Yeah. I mean, it still exists. There are still sure. movies that are cult classics. Yeah. There are recent of ones course. that are cult classics. Yeah. Oh, I remember I was going to say, this reminds me of uh, today, everybody talking about fucking Dune. And like, right now. I really just wish it would never be popular. And I wish comic books never became popular. And all this, like, I just, all they, it just, this shit gets ruined once everybody likes it. Yeah. People just beat the shit out of it and make it unlikable and annoying. It doesn't bother me. I mean, I'd like to be part of, like, cultural events in that way. So, like, when something gets popular, uh, not music. Music tends to be, like, a different thing for me. Like, when the music gets really popular. Oh, I have some news. Uh, Teens are listening to country music now. That seems I can't remember the guy's name. But Gwen is furious. At all of her friends. A country guy? Just yeah. one? Well, there's a few, but this is like a new country guy that I can't remember his fucking name. I'll have to find it. Is he like progressive or something? Uh, I'm not really sure. It sounded like it was pop country. Cool. And uh, Gwen's so mad about it because Gwen has like transitioned into like hipster. Uh-huh. But her friends are still into like the popular shit. Yeah. So we have this really interesting kind of yeah where she's just like, oh, they like a bunch of shit. They want to ride. They, they only just want to sit in the back of pickup trucks and drink out of solo cups. <laughs> Gwen's going alt, and yeah. all of her friends are going like full on mainstream. Yeah. And it's like, kid, you're in the wrong fucking school for that, man. You know, you're going to school with a bunch of rich kids. Yeah, uh, they all try to fit in. It's it's a a, a milk toast place. Yeah. that you live in. I mean, yeah, it'll get you far though. If you wanted, if you want to take a hold of the uh, that that holy grail, you can find yourself it's, it, with, I like keep, the most comfortable life possible. I keep telling her though that like you know what you have to think about is like the cooler shit you're into. A lot of times indicates what kind of people you're going to hang around with when you finish school, which matters a lot more than the people you hang around with in school. You know what I mean? Like you have to live a lot longer life after you get out of school and you get to hang out. And and like, if you listen to like hip shit, you know, you'll probably get to hang out with hip people and you'll be around artists and people that are doing really cool stuff. So I just keep trying to like, let her know that's you know, what's ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, but I, I, I you said, have to know how to be around those people, too. I mean, I don't think you yeah. should be a complete fucking snob. No. The biggest lesson to be learned from all of that, like, uh, you know, record store snobbery and hipster bullshit of PBR hipster bullshit 
is like it's not i mean you should be able to hang around other people but you're right at the end of the day what fills you up inside what makes you feel good it's not pop country and it's going to be hard to be around people that like get fulfilled by that kind of horse shit. i know i said every cool person i mean most at least most cool women that i know went through a phase where they listened to the smiths and uh have like the strokes and stuff like that it's just like you're gonna be okay but uh okay this was a long way around i just uh so ted cruz is pissed off okay that the cast of princess bride is doing a democratic fundraiser and it kind of filled me up a little bit inside like my my love meter yeah kind of popped up because he posted about it and there is something and i don't know why there is something about republicans heroes turning on them yeah like there is something about that that feels so good because you would fucking hate it dude if somebody that you looked up to all your life all of a sudden said i want fucking nothing to do with you i hate you yeah like i would love that i mean i would hate that there were certain there's certain ones i would expect that from like i wouldn't be surprised about um but definitely like you have to know you're unliked in in most of in most circles. So I mean, you li- like these people that live these un- unlikable lifestyles, then also get hurt just as much. I know it but rules. Ted, I think it's great for Ted Cruz because this is one of those things where he's like, "I'm actually not a slime person. I enjoy the comedy stylings of Princess Bride." Right. Well, and it's when, like, oh god, like that's supposed to humanize you. He 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 uh, uh, quoted the movie sort of. It says, "Do you hear that, Fezic?" I don't know. I haven't seen it in so long. I, I couldn't tell you. I've that's never, the sound I've never of, seen it. He said, that's the sound of ultimate suffering. My heart made that sound when the six-fingered man killed my father. Every Princess Bride fan who wants to see that perfect movie preserved from Hollywood politics makes it now. And I was just like, oh, he's so bummed. He's he's He probably isn't going to be able to watch that movie again. He thought, he thought <laughs> comedy's not, polit- it's not political. What's yeah. funny is funny, you know? sarcasm and witticisms will rue the day yeah it's like no we do this for like progressive shit yeah we don't like you we do we want our we want our people to live their lives how they want and you shut that down like you're you're on the attack mode for against the arts yeah so i have two directions we can go in right now brett i want you to pick oh choose your own adventure one of my favorite choose your own adventure maybe you can even look at the chat Uh, uh did you peek or did you just accept your fate what do you mean? On a choose your own adventure book. Oh, I cheated. I, I mean, you would read you know a couple sentences. Did? You know what I did like a crazy person a few times? I just read the whole book like in order. Yeah, that seems like that, that might scramble your brain in the wrong way. Yeah, I'm just a disjointed like memento type yeah. story. But it felt like I got all the information. You, you, you know, you found every single possible <laughs> outcome if when you go into the monolithic cave or whatever it was called. Exactly. Yeah, I read the whole the book cave. front to back, uh-huh. and I felt like that was the easy. I felt like that was the easiest way to uh, consume all of the content. I get all of the content. I'm not missing anything. I, I always took a deep breath. I literally would say like page twelve, and I would go, and I'd open it up to see my fate. I wanted to know what was next. How fun would, would it the be rocks to write- fall on my head? How fun would it be to write one? You know. Uh, 
Um, It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, it could I be. Think. Yeah, It'd be great to dictate it to someone else to write it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's what I think would be a real fun time. All right. So we have okay. worst companies to work for. The 20 worst Whoa, companies from who? to work Can I for. ask a clarifying Money call? Inc. Whoa, that's a big name. In- it's a big name in business news. And uh, we also have uh, what I have decided we will do at some point. This Wait, you're going to say what? You've decided you do. I get to make no, the no, choice. No, no. You get you to do. make the choice. I'm saying that we will do this no matter what okay. at some point. Dear Abby. I was looking at Dear Abby today, and I read it, and uh, uh, it was kind of annoying and infuriating. So I'm just like, uh, uh, do what we want to do Dear Abby, or do we want to do the 20 worst companies to work for? Uh, I want the chat to to help me decide. Yeah, have I the chat ask help the you decide. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I want like worst companies is the way to go, but I'm feeling like uh, some sort of weird. I read all those am I an asshole and relationship.texts. I really fucking love reading those three through those things and the replies that people have on them. I live for yeah. that shit. I, well, you did the uh, radio free tote bag, right? I did. I did. Did they, did they make you talk about dating questions and relationships? Not dating questions. It was more relationship stuff because I didn't ever date right. in my right. life. Uh, I say, I, you know, if I can throw it in there, Dear Abby is my preference here. Uh, but I also have the uh, foresight of having seen what the stuff is. Well, know? I don't know. I don't feel. I feel like I can't make a choice now. I feel like. Did anybody in the chat yeah. say anything? What are they saying? Nine out of nine say worst companies. Worst companies, huh? That's what they want. All right, maybe we can burn through this and do both because we do have more time. <laughs> Listen to that. What? It's burning through this. Well, no, but we have a bunch of time. Sure, it, it, I don't know how I much a, I gotta teach. I gotta teach second grade tomorrow. So, uh, number twenty, Forever Twenty One. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Forever on the list of worst yep. performing companies is Forever Twenty One, second home to the nation's most fashion forward customers, and as it turns out, some of its unhappiest staff. With only 37% of employees willing to recommend the company to a friend, something's clearly going awry. Yeah. And if the reviews on Glassdoor are anything to go by, it may have something to do with the inadequate benefits, lack of overtime pay, and unforgiving company policies. Given the number of lawsuits Forever 21 has been hit with over recent years, including several by former employees, one of which centered on a company's fondness for detaining staff during their lunch breaks to check to see if they hadn't nabbed any of the merchandise, you think it would be doing everything it could to improve its public image? Apparently not. Yeah, and I've seen more than once where someone threatens to fight someone behind the counter because they can't return like a club outfit they wore the night before but hid the tags. Why can't they return it? (laughs) Because they wore it last night, obviously. You should tell Forever 21 people to go to REI. They'd just let you bring it back. I mean, you can't really wear that to the the club. Forever 21 is struggle, though. Like That's for people that need, like, it, it provides clothes to people that don't have money for clothes. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, they're cheap. It's the cheapest fast fashion, worst bullshit, poorly made, awful shit. You go there if you're like, I have an interview today and I look like, you know, I don't have anything to fucking wear. Like, that's yeah. what you go. I'm looking at the I'm glass. not trying to shit on poor. I'm like, I've, I wore Forever 21 all the fucking time when I only had $20 to spend on jeans, you know? Yeah. I didn't know they. Oh, H&M I guess they is, do. H&M I have been is in just there. as horrible. Like, both of them are. 
and you're dealing, this is kind of like when I did clothing resale, um, you would have somebody come in and they would give you a bunch of like dirty clothes and they'd be trying to sell them. And you'd be like, I can't take any of these clothes. And they'd be like, man, I, I, I use gas money to get here. And I was really hoping to get something to pay a oh, bill. Oh, Jesus criminy. And Forever 21's the same way. Someone is coming to return a $7 tank top because yeah. they need seven fucking dollars. Yeah. And and someone at the counter is supposed to deal with that fucking situation. Exactly. Yeah. And it does. I mean, from the, the thing about keeping people during their lunch. That's why And detaining They're them. I've never heard of anything like that. I don't think they are. Why not? I stole all the time when I worked at real t- retail mall places. Okay, but I'm on the other side here. Well, I never worked at a retail mall. I never worked in re. I can't. I worked at Kroger. I worked at a grocery store. I never stole when I worked there. I never stole. I, I didn't steal one thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm more I'm criminally minded. I don't know if everybody else was stealing. I guess I can't. I just don't that. think that. I think that most people, uh, when they get a job. Especially in a place like that, they're pretty convinced that the surveillance is uh, keeping right, them airtight. Yeah, yeah, they don't understand the shortcomings. Number nineteen is Xerox, which okay. I really thought that'd be one this I'd go for. Really, dying industry. We're moving away from paper, uh, but, but they don't have just they, do have paper. they done the pivot? And they're like, maybe they're just one of those answers of just like fire people. Yeah, scoring a dismal two point eight out of five on Glassdoor's ranking system is Xerox. The home of printers, scanners, and dissatisfied staff. As the HuffPost notes, CEO Ursula Burns may have spent the last 36 years working her way up from intern to company head, but she's clearly not picked up many tips about fostering employee morale along the way, with only 36% of her underlings giving her the stamp of approval. Factor in a decline in sales and complaints of poor pay, and the end result is a tech company that's starting to look like a bit of a dinosaur. So, uh, uh, um, it sounds like a shitty place. I it guess it sounds like if you work your way from the bottom, you'll fucking ruin the company. Well, that, that's the le- that's the conservative parable this week. Yeah, sometimes it's it, you know the intern maybe the, that's the leftist parable actually because that goes against the conservative ideology. Right. The leftist parable this week is sometimes the intern could become the CEO and then they'll destroy the whole company and no one gets to have jobs anymore well the leftist parable in that would be that the intern works their way all the way up and becomes the thing at the top you know what i mean sure. like that you know when you're an intern probably i i can't imagine like, when I she sh- was an intern at xerox she was probably 19- saying shit like i would never treat people the way this company treats people you know yeah 1994 <laughs> running around guys in fat ties and cigars are yelling at you <laughs> Uh, shooing ashes off the paper everybody's printing papers constantly dreams of it oh yeah it feels like they're you know we got to make paper better and it's like there ain't gonna be no more paper anymore how fucking shitty would it be to be at xerox right now i i was thinking about this earlier today great name right yes it is i was doing i i I was listening to opie and anthony for shocktober right and they were explaining to one of their workers their their newest on worker that's like he showed up late for work and they were just kind of yelling at him. Okay. And uh they were like you hire? Yeah, yeah. He was the he was the low man on the totem pole with the show. Sure. And they were explaining to him, like, you know you're like working in a dying industry, right? Like <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> yeah. They were just like, you know, uh uh I'm not they were like, We're not gonna fire you, you know? And if you wanna fucking show up late, 
go ahead and do it. But you also understand that you work in a yeah. dying industry and don't, that like, <laughs> don't, I don't want to be culpable for you believing that like, there's a, a torch for me to hand down to you. Yeah. Yeah. There's no promise here. It's like, if you're fucking it, it, it they basically were saying, if you're fucking around, then you're probably, you ain't going to make this it. This is a wash yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to like really, really want it and work hard Care about it and figure out a way to make it work. And that's what I think probably is going on at Xerox too. Sure. Right. It's like, they're just like, people aren't printing paper. So maybe you need to impress me a little bit, yeah. you know? And, and like I, the, the, the guts of Xerox to pay, like have small pay is very weird. Cause to me, that would be the kind of job I would chase down. I Xerox? would work so hard to get a job to get at a Xerox. Xerox. Yeah. Wouldn't you back then? <laughs> Wouldn't that sound like the perfect job? I'd, I'd like to hear what Rolodex has to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying it's a big company. Like, I Yeah, think, no, I agree. There's two X's on both sides is sick. And you're looking at a place... Where you're like, that place will it's, never close. It's too big. Yeah, too big to fail. The Office. I think they did that TV show, The Office, about it. Sure. Xerox is going to be around forever. Oh, I know. It's I don't think it's ever going to oh, go no. away completely. Xerox will be like scanning documents with like Google Glasses and shit or some sort of fucking contact lens. Xerox will be around. Polaroid's still around. Yeah, Polaroid's you know what I mean? still kicking. You know what I mean? Burger King's never going to go away. There's always going to be Burger King. Yeah. McDonald's will never go away. It will always exist. It'll always live in our hearts, too. Yeah. Well, I think Xerox is on that level. Xerox lives in our hearts. Yeah. I think it's always going to be around. So anyway, number 18, Charter Communications. Uh, Tell uh, what? I never liked Charter. I had a Charter Bank one time that sucked. I've. I'm not into You don't charter. like the name charter. charter. You're just like, what does that charter? even mean? It just means like you're probably taking more from me than I get from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a cable company and it, it was just one point one point one percent of a point worse than Xerox. And uh uh overbearing management, instability, poor wages, rigid politics, and a stressful working environment are just some of the reasons behind the shockingly poor 2.7 rating it managed in 2019. As is a lack of confidence in its top leadership, with CEO Thomas Rutledge failing to get the approval of even half of his staff. Uh, oh, it's Spectrum. We call yeah. it Spectrum in these parts. Yeah. I mean, I worked for the competitor of Time Warner. Spectrum actually, Charter ended up eating up um, Insight, where I worked. So all the people I worked with now work for Spectrum, which okay. is Charter. And um, when it says rigid politics, I mean, that was the thing I hated about working there. It really was like... That place was was like uh, uh, the way you would see 80s movies where they were in the office and they were like high flying, you know, execs like pulling moves like House of Cards type shit or like uh, uh, any of that stuff. That's really what it was like working there. Everybody like had an angle and everybody was like they would they would fuck you over. I mean, it was crazy. There was no solidarity there. It was and, just angry fuckers fighting each other. Yes. And favorites. Like you wouldn't fucking believe the way that the. Oh, I've uh, heard about you. Yeah. You stayed in there. You were clearly a favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I was close. I was a favorite for two years. I've told you about that. Yeah. I did nothing when I was the lead, you know? So 
Cable companies are bad. To Charter work for. sucks. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know if I have a better one or not. Like, it's okay, but I don't. want No, to- none of the cable companies. They're all like that. It's a bunch of angry people. Usually, you know, you're working for a company that is universally hated by the customer too. You got to like realize that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's going to take away some of the enjoyment, but also a company that's universally hated by the customer, but thinks they can get them all back. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, they, well, they're going to have to come back eventually. Like insight was always like, look, we're one of the most unpopular companies in the world and the most unpopular industry in the world. And uh, we're going to change that. Sounds like a great win back campaign. <laughs> yeah. Like Domino style. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like run the commercials saying we stink and then we're going to get better. I promise. <laughs> the children's place. That's kind of sad. Oh, you know, really? That's where you get stuff. The children's place may make some cute child children's wear, but its staff are anything but pleased with the re- retailer. Scoring a dismal 2.7 on Glassdoor. Staff site poor leadership. Only 36% approve of current CEO Jane Elfer's style of management. Poor wages, which that is not a surprise. Any mall place. Yeah. Yeah. There can't be mall places that pay well, right? There is a mall place at Tuttle, which is <laughs> probably a C tier mall now. Would you say Tuttle? Yeah, <laughs> it's not good B, days. B tier. It's, it's C- still better days. Yeah, but you, there is still some national brands there, and there is a piercing place there, and I'll bet you they make good money. Oh yeah, the piercings do great. I mean, I don't know. I got some Christmas gifts from there. You went to the piercing store and <laughs> bought gifts. <laughs> No, my wife, we went and looked, we went to, I like, I prefer a B or C tier mall. I don't I like the do. gussied up stuff, the yeah, fake full price mall experience. <laughs> I like an interesting time. The, the, the one here, uh, uh, has the, the Tuttle has the Starbucks. That's not a Starbucks anymore. And they like kept all the Starbucks decor, you know, and then just put like a canvas sign over the Starbucks. I like that. (laughs) You go in there and get a a Flappuccino. Yeah. Which, well, it's actually done with flappers. That's why we call it that. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, working in a, uh, I think mall retail. Mall retail sucks. I mean, there's nowhere to go. I, I mean, Columbus, Ohio actually is like one of the largest markets for fashion jobs and fashion retail because there are Gap, Banana Republic, Abercrombie and Fitch, Hollister, uh, a lot of the mall brands are here. Banana Republic, Old Navy has distribution and there are headquarters here as well. So like those type of opportunities are something that like you could spend your time on. But if you're just going to sign up for a job at the mall, they're going to treat you like you're a stupid person for trying to get a job at the mall. Right. <laughs> like that, that's yeah. all they're like, that's the, that's honestly not my opinion. That's just the culture that we live in is that like, if you're stupid enough to take a job at a mall, they're going to treat you that like that. Yeah. Why the fuck wouldn't you do pick and pack? Well, that's what they're thinking. Is yeah. Like, we have pick and pack jobs, you know? And, and, and they treat them like shit. And like, and they're putting up with children's place. The one that, that I don't know if they're on the list or not, but build a bear for one. Once I had a kid and I realized that you have people in there making like minimum wage to host a birthday party. I did that. I, there's like the fucking nine children, bad kids, and their parents want 45 minutes away from them and they go buy bears. 
And all of a sudden, you're in charge of all of these kids and whatever fucking dysfunctions they're they're living under or with. Yeah, when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese, I did birthday parties. I was a 17-year-old druggie, bad kid. And I'm I put in charge of, you know, yeah. five-year-old. That's birthday who will party. take the money. That's what they're that's like. I don't think it's I don't think it's right. I don't think it's indicative of, of anything, but that's just at this point. That's how everybody feels about them. Like everybody that doesn't give a shit. No, uh, talking about the people that aren't leftists and people that aren't don't give a shit. They just think like, what do you expect? You went and worked for the children place. What do you think you were going to work up in the company or something? You're going to become the intern after thir- intern to CEO after 36 years. Yeah, you know the next thing on the children's place thing is probably the thing that makes them the most unhappy: the pressure to promote the store's credit card. Yeah. <laughs> That's every time. Victoria's Secret, Old Navy, all the ones I just mentioned, too. I hate getting that spiel from people. I do, too. Did you ever do a job where you had to sell a credit card? I did not. Thank God. The worst thing I I ever had to do customer service-wise was apologize for every call. So anytime a customer called in, I had to say sorry. And if I didn't, it would be points off on my quality control. And it was enough points that you failed the QC. Yeah. If they did it. So that was the one thing that uh, that I can compare to that. The one I have is I had to sell cheesecakes at Fazoli's. Oh, so they would God. put they would put me on drive through and they would say, like, if you sell X amount of cheesecakes, I've got money on the line. The manager would set up something. But I would pressure people into the cheesecakes the same way that people I mean, a cheesecake isn't that bad of a decision. It's a lot of extra calories and more saturated fat that you need. <laughs> Probably but, expensive though. At but some of the, but like I would just they'd be like I'm like, you want a turtle cheesecake to top that off? And I'm like, ah, I'm not I don't think so. I'm like, are you sure about that? And they're like, Yeah, you know what? Go ahead, toss one on there. Ew, you did the are you sure? Oh, I did. I did I got that is actually high pressure sales to me. On in a drive through too, because (laughs) someone's behind them. Yeah. Your car is operating. You want this to be over with. But I was trying to get a tomato pin to put on my hat to say I sold the most cheesecakes. So you're playing on the fact that it's like that you want to give the impression to the customer that you're not going to let them go through <laughs> yeah, pretty they much. buy a turtle cheesecake. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I have to sell cheesecakes right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, the card is the same way. Like, I, there's times when I go, Victoria's Secret is whatever they make them do. Eventually, what I always do is I stare the woman right in her eyes and I say, my credit score is below 600 and there's no way that I'm going to get approved for this. I've had several credit cards at this point and I haven't paid any of them. And that was just years ago. I'm still in collections right now. I just go full truth. Like sometimes yeah. I just have to go full truth bomb on people when they try to pressure me too much with that shit. I think that when they look at me, they assume that I'm surly. And uh, usually if they ask me, I'm like, nah. And then they just leave me alone. Yeah. After that. You, I yeah, like you look, look incorrigible. <laughs> yeah. CompuCon is number 16. I never heard of this place. It's in South Carolina, which is wild. If you've never heard of a place and they're the number 16 worst company to work for. What is it? CompuCon. That sounds made up. I know. That it's, sounds like a of like a, a disc, disc drive manufacturer from the 90s. Yeah, it's poor way. They're an office supply retailer. Okay, 
compact presarios. They're probably in the business of <laughs> compact presarios. <laughs> What's the shittiest computer? Oh, the worst I one know. ever made. But that's what they got them in people's hands. It's like it's all in one. It's one bill. I promise you just plug it in. You don't have to buy the monitor separate. You get a compact presario or a gateway computer. Yeah. Remember gateway with the cow? Gateway so? was trying to get everybody on payments. Yeah. That was like, do you give a fuck about your kids going to college? You better pay $45 a month for this gateway then. <laughs> Yeah, gateways were crummy. I had one because uh, uh, they gave them to you. It was easy to get the credit. And, the Chromebook uh, is what it is now. The fucking Chromebook like, is the gateway of the day. Like, waste of you. money. Like, you're like, oh, I spent $300 on that and it doesn't do anything I wanted. I guess I just recycled that responsibly. <laughs> they, that whole fucking school district got bamboozled. On that deal with the fucking Google Chromebooks, got sold a piece of shit fucking. I know. Equipment. I said that. I was telling you that on the way here. I, and then Gwen, hers was so shitty last year. It had to be plugged in all the time. It lost the connection all the time. And uh, she took it back, and they just they give them to freshmen. Oh so, yeah, basically like they just they gave her a new one. So check that Grandview uh, Instagram profile. They're going to talk about freshman problems when your Chromebook fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the problem with CompuCon is poor wages, infrequent salary reviews, which that's a motherfucker. I, I, I worked, I worked at Chuck E. Cheese for one year and two months and never had a performance review. Yeah. And like, I have had jobs where I just like didn't get a performance review. You oh, there's know? lots of places where it's like, don't talk about it actually. Yeah. Like the boss, as soon as you start to say, they're like, what? What were we going to say? You say you don't like working anymore? Oh no, you said something else. Oh, you you said it in a different way. You said you wanted more money. Or or they I had a boss one time say, You don't want a performance review. <laughs> really? You know what I mean? It's I just like, like, yeah, that's that's for smart <laughs> smart people do ask for per, ask for a performance review, but like you're not one of those. Yeah, no, you don't you you shouldn't get one. It that is would a, bum you out. Yeah, I mean, my corporate jobs, we got, like, I remember getting them every six months at places, and they were pretty regimented, um, but they were awful. Like, like if you're guaranteed one, it's all automatically going to be below inflation, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you're not getting shit. If they're, if they're not, like, you know, rushing to do the performance reviews, right? then you know that, like, they're the raises them. are shit. Yeah. You know? Uh, Regal, number 15, Regal Cinemas. Really? I mean, What's people the movie? do hate working at movie theaters, though. They're the worst. People hate it. I remember even as a kid trying to get extra popcorns and drinks, and they were. I remember my friend telling me that his manager counted the cups in the trash and compared it to the inventory. Yeah, I tried to get a job at the movie theater because I really wanted to work there because I wanted the free movies, you know? Yeah. I just thought, you know. But then when you start to... Put it all together and think about it. Because even when when I when I was in college, I thought about getting a job at, at the movie theater because I was there all the time anyway. I was going to movies yeah. all the time, and, and I was like, "Fuck it." Mike Rowe started as a simple projector, and now he's like a TV show host too. <laughs> exactly, but like they paid minimum wage, and also like you work Christmas, you work at night, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You work every single day. Yeah. They're open 365 days a year. You probably work until like one, two in the morning a lot of times. And it's just like, I can't imagine work. I mean, I've talked to people who loved working at movie theaters. Yeah. But probably not a chain. 
If I had eight hours to eight hours at a movie theater instead of doing Christmas all day, though, would be kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> It'd be a good break for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, just uh, yeah. Like this COVID is makes me feel like maybe we should get a job where I'm forced to work on Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> there a lot of those places aren't doing it this I year. I know. Uh, working at the movie theater chain Regal may get you free admission to movies and discounts on concessions, but it's also going to give you a serious headache. Before the company was bought out by the UK company Cineworld Group, staff weren't overly troubled by conditions. See, see CompuCon, Cinema World Group, these are old world things that are not going to solve our current problems. These yeah. are things that we have to get rid of. Yeah. Uh, they just say their their problems are, oh, one of these is total. Well, all of these sound true. Poor working conditions, which I totally, every time I go into a movie theater, I'm like, this place is fucking falling apart. I, I never go into a movie theater and like get a real new feeling. They all feel like they're in various stages of disrepair yeah. and they're all dirty. And I, I always feel like there's there's mice or roaches in them. I always just have the vibe. You know there is. I mean, how could how could you be? hide it? Yeah. How could you keep how could you keep them away from that feast? I know. There's You're like Punching the shit out of a butter thing because two out of three are out of order. <laughs> and also, it's dark in there. Coke, it's always dark. Coke-free style machine, so that way they spilled pop everywhere. You're standing in fucking pop. Oh, God. You do, too. When you're fucking in front of that freestyle machine and that icy machine, it's just soaking wet all around it. It's fucking horrible, man. When they started letting us do the filling... That was a disaster. I think but, that's a disaster. Yeah. You know? See, but think about like how much we care about the movie experience. If we didn't have to do anti-American podcasting, if we had the same income level, I would go and clean everything up and make sure that like it was like the perfect experience for you to get your fucking popcorn and watch a movie. Yeah, I'm just Cineworld group doesn't give a fuck no they have you know? to like it's this, widget this person costs too much we can we only have to have two people on staff yeah that's the next thing understaffing so and like, low wage hey oh some more some of research group figured out that actually customers will start cleaning for themselves at a certain point <laughs> so we can rely on that we can rely <laughs> on them to do some of the labor when i first started seeing uh uh when you go to the movies when i first started seeing them decide Okay, the person in the ticket booth is gone. You go to cuss the guy that ripped the person that ripped your ticket is also selling the ticket. Yep. It's just like these places. Well, there's nobody working here. Well, like you were talking about that new experience. Um, there was a gigantic mall that was built when I was a teenager in the late 90s called Easton Town Center. There was a Planet Hollywood and Schwarzenegger and Stallone and all the boys came down. There was all this stuff on display. This movie theater was like elite level movie theater. And I go to $5 Tuesdays. When I used to go to $5 movie Tuesdays, <laughs> they have this whole opening, this whole like atrium that's open with all of this, all of these uh, box offices and nobody's using no them. you go up the escalator you go up the escalator service one person huddled in the corner that just 
has like a square fucking iPad and and rings you out for a ticket. It sucks. Yeah, and I want to be clear. All of the pomp and circumstance is gone. I want to be clear. We're not talking about the movies just now opening. We're not no, going to the this movies. This is in dollar theater. This is fucking in the best of 28. Days. This is when Avengers was playing. They're putting in those 4D movies now, right? Yeah. They just added a new wing for those like extra experience movies. Yeah. Who wants to bet that those never work? This is the worst possible time to hand me a fucking a headset or whatever it is. Uh, true. I mean, I just picture if the movie, if like, say we're going to the movies and the seats are supposed to move during the movies. I just imagine, you know, 10 of them roped off with caution signs and say out of order, out of order every yeah. time you go in there. Because I think the movie theaters, there's no good ones. Maybe the Alamo Draft House is good. We don't have that here, though. And I mean, I like, you know, I have to say I've seen, and this is what I've advocated for is obviously we can't make new movies. And the only reason we're making new movies is to make more money, but we should consider just showing all the old movies. Like you said, the classics, the cult classics, someone is doing evil dead one and two at the drive-in this weekend. That sounds fun. And that's does, like, we don't have to go see a new fucking Annabelle movie every fucking year. We don't need a new Saw movie. Some of these experiences can be repeated. It's not, they're not like throwaway things. Every movie, they, they spend $400 million to make it. They make $406 million back. And then we all go watch it one time, buy all the stuff, create a lot of trash, and then disregard it. And, uh, there is, all of this stuff is out there that exists already to uh, enjoy. I kind of feel though, and I'm going to agree with you in, in one respect here that like American love watching the same movie over and over again. Yeah. That, that is like their shit, man. They'll watch fucking Top Bef Gun so many times they can quote it before memes. Yes. That's yeah. what we, that was most of our social hierarchy before memes, before social media was you would say a line from a movie and anybody else that knew it, you were friends forever. <laughs> Smells of rich mahogany. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I this like is when he says, I love lamp, man. Yeah. Milk was a bad idea. <laughs> Dillard's, number 14. Oh, yeah. Mall. Who's Again, going to Dillard's? The mall. I mean, I would. I, I haven't been to Dillard's. It's a Dillard's? great name. What's wrong with I Dillard's? I think I have been to a Dillard's. Is there one in Columbus or not? Uh, there's I went not to, one in Columbus, but there is, they have them in Cincinnati. I went to this Cleveland. old janky ass place to buy shoes for Charlotte. That was like a really old style mall. Everything had gold trim on it. There was carpet areas for the lounging. And then like that linoleum shit, you know, pathways to guide you through. But uh, Dillard's, I don't know. Well, Dillard's one of the largest fashions, cosmetic, and home furnishing companies in the U.S. Dillard's is regularly pulling in annual sales of $6.5 billion plus. Oh. But don't expect many of its 1,000 plus employees to be celebrating in its success. According to Cheat Sheet, Dillard's has one of the worst work-life balances of any company in the U.S. With many employees complaining their sales quotas are unrealistic and their pay is far below their work. Yes, I've been considering the depth of employee dissatisfaction. We can we can only wonder why 37 percent of employees would give their approval to CEO. And here's a very important name for the CEO. And I'm gonna, this is why it sucks to work there. 
CEO Bill Dillard II. Oh, no. <laughs> well, us Dillards just know how to sell consumer goods. Yeah. I mean, I've you- been. That's the place I was just describing. This is where I bought shoes for my daughter one time. Okay. My mom shops here. Uh, Bill Dillard's place. Bill Dillard's. Oh, Bill Dillard's. Oh, Bill, Bill Dillard's second's place. You know, you fucking know that's a horrible place to work because Bill Dillard hasn't ever it, stood behind a cash register. No. Bill Dillard t- was born to be the pres- the CEO of Dillard's. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the, the, so that's right, because I went shoe shopping there. And I remember the person that was running the shoe area was kind of involved, very involved, like had to help me through the process. But. I was in there and it felt so old to me. Like it felt like being in like JCPenney or Sears or Lazarus. My daughter, I was trying to find shoes for my kid. She was laying all over the ground, like just fucking going wild, running in circles. She tried the shoes on and started doing cartwheels and stuff. And I'm like, this is an experience from like 25, 30 years ago. (laughs) It's it's hills. Yeah, we don't need it anymore. No. I think we've advanced beyond it. It's uh, it's literally a department store and and everything felt like it was just kept in a time capsule. Yes, yes. Here we're going to do up to number 10 and then next week do the final 10 cuz we're running Makes sense. long. Uh uh We'll get your dear Abby too, Brian. Yeah, I mean, I'll just put those in for next Wednesday show. Uh 13 LA Fitness LA Fitness may have it covered when it comes to the physical well-being of its members, but when it comes to the mental well-being of its 10,000 plus employees, it's got some serious making up to do. Low pay, long hours, and a lack of appreciation from upper management are some, just some of the reasons behind the co- company's dismal showing on Glassdoor. That's actually interesting to me that they would mention that because a company has to be astoundingly bad for the the uh, uh, a money website to talk about lack of appreciation from upper management. Like that actually means that upper management is in a high echelon of bad. You know, yeah, because yeah. most people won't take that seriously. Most people don't take that criticism seriously from anybody. They think it's like a me or a you. You know, where you're just like, oh, management don't appreciate me. They don't have. And they just think you're just complaining because you would never be happy with management. You know, but most people would like to have a nice boss. That's just I mean, most people would like to not have a boss. But since we know that the reality of the world is that you have to have a boss. Most people would like to have a nice one, I think, you know, Yeah, yeah. and would like to be appreciated. Number 12. Now, this. This is one you could have called. I can guarantee it. Um, number 12, Steak and Shake. Yeah. That place smells like a toilet every time you go in there. They don't give anybody time to change the trash or no. the grease trap or any of the cleaning. They're open 24 hours and they're just supposed to to make food, not make hygiene no. happen. I didn't mean Me and you stopped at a Steak and Shake on tour. Oh, yes. And Where it was, was that? was one of the worst experiences I've ever had at a restaurant. I don't know. It, it we must left, have been one of our last tours. Yeah, we left a place in the middle of the night and ended up there, and I don't know where it was. I wish I did, but um, everybody there is... You have to be... It's Waffle House. Like, it's a Waffle House light. Like, yeah. it's, it's a place that's open. 
people that go there are usually outlaws um, that have warrants for their arrest. And you have to deal with however their after party lifestyle is. Like you just have, like yeah. you, don't ever. You're dealing with so much shit at a steak and shake after two a.m. I'm fairly certain I know where we were. I think it was on the Midwest tour. Okay, it was a show, and then drive to the next place. Okay, but uh, uh you ne- don't. I know it's called steak and shake. I fully realize this. Do not order a shake after midnight, you know, because they fucking, that was the problem when we went there. We finished eating oh, and we waited a half hour for our milkshake before we could get back on the road because we wanted a fucking milkshake at, at one o'clock in the morning. Right. And there was, they, they came and explained it to us and they said there was one person making all the milkshakes and it was just like. There were a lot of people in the place, and there were also people in the drive because they have fucking drive. Yeah, the drive through never ends, and the drive through at Steak and Shake is fucking crazy because it usually takes them about a half hour to get each order. Have you ever oh, waited yeah. at a drive through at Shake Steak and Shake? No, yeah, it's like going out to eat. Yeah, it's the same amount of time as you <laughs> sit at a fucking dinner table. You sit in front of that window waiting for your fucking food. Used to sit in my car and just pound on the steering wheel in frustration, waiting to get through that line and it's like it's not the workers fault yeah whatever the processes are it's the fault of the processes you know i mean that's what the thing is they're like we insist on doing diner food but also uh have a drive-through window it's like you can't do that though yeah it says when it comes to employee satisfaction there's no upside to what's happening at the san antonio based restaurant chain just a glance at some of the staff complaints tells you all you need to know with low pay, long hours, which I believe chaotic management and an atrocious attrition rate all cited as some of the reasons you're best off avoiding this company like the plague. I mean, that place smells so bad when you go in there. You just and it's a shit show and it's open 24 hours. And I firmly believe that a corporation like Steak and Shake that's open 24 hours under is always understaffed. It's it's yeah, never constantly. gonna be said. Waffle House does a decent job, but I've even been in Waffle Houses that were pretty like there are two people yes. working. Someone, you know? Well like when you go in and someone's like, We've been waiting for forty five minutes. Yeah. Just like yeah. just so you know what to expect. Yeah. Steak and shake's worse though than Waffle House. Steak and shake's probably one of the worst fast cat it's is steak it and fast has sh- or fast. I don't, I don't know. know. It has the dine-in. When people come to your table and take your order, like that requires a lot yeah. extra. Yeah, that's true. They do that. They're doing Waffle House plus drive through Waffle House. True, true, true. Plus, I think that whatever it is that they do to make the food takes a long time. It does. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean. I don't know what they it is. They insist on like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to get like a, I'm not going to get a, a computer hamburger system i'm not going to get you flash frozen patties that can be made in 90 seconds so that they get in your mouth i'm going to spend 10 10 minutes making a fucking burger for you yeah it just feels like, like i'm going to do it all the way it just feels like there's something in the process hey if you're listening to this and you want to call in sunday night if you've ever worked at steak and shake that's i would love to talk to you waffle house veterans too yeah waffle house Both. too yeah 
If you're if you're around, you when, message you get, one of us and we'll get you on the air because I need to talk to somebody that works at Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake has those signing bonuses too. Yeah, any of those twenty four hour places, they're like, we'll give you one hundred fifty dollars to stick around. What a crummy amount of money, though. I know. To, to, Sometimes just, you need one hundred fifty, man. It's three months, dude. And yes, people uh, understaffed for sure. If it's open late, it's understaffed. Yeah, you know. Uh, number eleven is conduit. The business process services company. <laughs> See, this we could just close. I don't know Conduent. <laughs> we could just Conduent may be able to brag about having over eighty-five thousand employees. Okay, we got to leave it open, unfortunately. But how many of those employees are happy is that another thing entirely. Despite being named a leader in Nelson Hall's advanced analytics neat evaluation. I have no idea what this place is. Conduent is by no means leading the pack when it comes to staff satisfaction. Like Shake and Steak and Shake, the company has only managed a 2.6 out of 5 on Glassdoor with only 38% of its employees taking the time to recommend it to a friend. I mean, a lot of us don't recommend jobs we've left to a friend. You know? No. They're talking to employees, though, that actually still work there. It's like, I'm... But, but I've never had a job. I, the cable company, I got somebody a job. I got a few people a job because people want to work there. Yeah. But most of the time, I'm like, I don't want to work here. You're, like, yeah. I've never had a job else. where I was like, I got to get some people on. You know. Yeah. Go somewhere else. <laughs> it's more of a mean thing because, uh, uh, you know, I I want friends to work with me, so I would get them yeah. a job, and I'd be like, this place sucks. I got like six people hired at Chuck E. Cheese. Smart. Just because I wanted all my friends working there. I had like all my bad friends working at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And it was like a whole fun thing. Yeah. Number 10, until next week. This is like a real radio bit, man. I'm feeling really good about this. Yeah. Number 10. We didn't do it all. Yeah. We're teasing for next week. Number 10, Family Dollar Stores. Another oh, place yeah. that looks terrible on the inside. Some terrible. Definitely sometimes only one employee on the premises. Oh, no. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's fucking th- if there's a 100 people in line, there's one employee. <laughs> That's a place you got to ring a bell to get checked out. <laughs> Somebody is stocking the shelves, has no idea to look at the door, no no time to look at the door. You gotta you have to bother them. They're like <sighs> like you have to, to stop them from stocking the shelves to go do register. It's also a fucking huge store. It's yeah. like so understaffed though. Every I went to one in New Orleans where there was one person working and this line was really long and it was a fucking supermarket, dude. Yeah. It was a fucking supermarket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I mean they have essentials. They have like pe- the people are doing essential shopping. I know the the prices are good enough that you have to wait. It's just a huge place for the amount of employees oh, yeah. that I saw working for there. one person. You know, one or two people. One person to run an entire fucking Walmart. Uh, the percentage of employees of Family Dollar stores willing to recommend its CEO, Gary M. Philbin, may be higher than certain other entries in our list, but a 37% approval rate is still pretty poor showing, nonetheless. Not as bad as the percentage of employees willing to recommend the job to a friend, though, which, as Glassdoor notes, stands at just 30%. If the reviews are anything to go by, the retailer has a long way to go in terms of pay, development opportunities, and expectations. 100%. 
Yeah, that is that. just something that I know just from being in a family dollar. Because you're right. Fucking nobody's working there. Yeah, barely. Yeah. I got it confused with Save a Lot, but uh Save a Lot hasn't I don't I've only been a couple times. Yeah. There's one on Morse Road I haven't been to yet. You wanna go to Save a Lot? Go to Save See a Lot what the we deals can go are. hard. That Danny Brown song. Oh yeah. I love that. Go to Save a Lot and we can go hard. Thank God for a bridge card. Yeah. Maybe we can get Jake to play that at the end of the show. Good I idea. I, 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 it's possible. Uh, I can uh, I can put in the request. So we are at not we are at number nine next Thursday. Maybe we'll could we do it Sunday? No, let's no. do it next Thursday. Next Thursday we will knock down nine through maybe Wednesday. I'm sorry. Well, the show will come out. on The show will come out on Thursday. <laughs> next, You'll hear it on Thursday. Next Wednesday. We will knock down the rest of these. I I promise. I'm just I'm putting the list together now. We got ten left. This is like an old time radio tease. I'm yeah. listening to too much radio right now. Thank you for listening to the show, supporting what we do. Shocktober two is on the way, right? Yeah, I've been listening episode. to a lot of shit. Uh, we're gonna record it probably in the next week or week and a half. The right. Opie and Anthony episode. It's I have, coming. Uh, I think the focus of that episode is uh, uh, I'm going to show how mean they are. Like that sort of their calling card anyway. Like they were known as being mean. And I think a, a, a running theme through Shocktober this year is showing how it's meanness. Yeah. The theme I'm going to... Relentlessly mean. I mean, Howard, I was listening when, when Stuttering John went to the Tonight Show. I listened to like one of it, the, the first, the last, the first episode of the first week. It was some of the meanest shit I have ever heard. Some, and he would just say it like this too. He'd be like, I can't blame you for going. They're paying you a half a million dollars. Okay. And it's just like, I'm not mad at you. I am glad that this happened. But I think Jay Leno's a snake, right? And he's horrible. And I don't know why he would hire you. Like, why would you hire an announcer that stutters unless you're trying to rip me off? And it's just like, fuck, dude. Do you understand how fucking mean what you're saying? And he yeah. does. They all do. They understand what's mean. All right. So mean radio. Yeah. Coming soon, Shocktober Volume Two. Uh, we also have. Uh, we just did a special episode, not special episode. One That's more special. One more episode of the 100 Million Tons of Steel Metal podcast. We did it with Jess Skolnick of uh, from Bandcamp and uh, a Modernist Witch on Twitter, and that will be coming to your bonus feed soon. So thanks for all the support. Get them wavy shirts. They fucking rock. I know you want to be cool. Just break free. Pre-order the shirt and the mask. <laughs> I know you want to be cool. Break Stop, free. Don't, yeah, don't just wear shit that says the names of stuff that you like on it. Wear things that have cool art on them instead. So we that will is a good see, point. We'll see you later this week on Sunday. We're taking calls. We're Street Fight Radio. Peace.
off with my shit and you won't get far I slapped a drum on the glizzy, I'm a rock star Back to back, pulling up in them fast cars Little bitch probably thought I was a NASCAR Ayy, try to run off with my shit and you won't get far Slapped a drum on the glizzy, I'm a rock star Back to back, pulling up in them fast cars Little bitch probably thought I was a NASCAR Mom said you need to go and get a job So I went and got a job trapping on my 9 to 5 All facts when I rap I can't even lie, fuck trying to get by Shit, I'm trying to stay alive, listen All facts all these fucking trust issues, I can't sleep with a bitch, I'd rather sleep with my pistols You say you tough, but I see the hoe up in you, all I gotta do is point and them boys will go and get you You'll probably fold if I try to pass the hammer, I get to shooting shit like Kari with his camera Ask around, pussy boy, I'm about that action, big 4-5, got more bodies than Charles Manson If I hand you the sack, you might fumble, try to run off with the bag, I'll have Q come and hunt you All these snakes feel like I'm in the jungle, got a light-skinned bitch she do whatever for them bundles okay. Try to run off with my shit and you won't get far I slapped a drum on the glizzy, I'm a rock star Back to back, pulling up in them fast cars Little bitch probably thought I was a NASCAR Ay, Try to run off with my shit and you won't get far Slapped a drum on the glizzy, I'm a rock star Back to back, pulling up in them fast cars Little bitch probably thought I was a NASCAR Low lid, that's for Dave around this bitch Spin sweeping, woke up and said my prayers around this bitch Stay to state with the farm like I'm Jake around this bitch, ayy I swap them off cause I'm so Jake around this bitch, nigga Listen, fat nigga, but I'm demon Niggas know the only hit this bitch while I was sleeping, hey Would've caught that boy lacking on my Jesus, nigga And fuck the ops to Drake, love him like they keep Y'all pussy, who gon' shake around this bitch, nigga Banana clips, who a ape around this bitch Don't leave the crib without the yacht You know it's a steak around this bitch You know it's good for your health Don't bring no rape around this bitch, nigga Boy, them niggas won't even pop out Lean and I still lean a nigga, I'm off a of pop now Y'all ain't catching nobody's put them glocks down Call cuz for the key, he brought G lock out Nigga, try to run off with my shit and you won't get far I slapped a drum on the glizzy, I'm a rock star Back to back, pulling up in them fast cars Lil' bitch probably thought I was a NASCAR Ay, try to run off with my shit and you won't get far Slapped a drum on the glizzy, I'm a rock star Back to back, pulling up in them fast cars Lil' bitch Probably thought I was a NASCAR So little baby talk to me nice Big dog around this bitch Feel like I'm Suge Knight I'm tryna crack little bitch What's the price? Damn shame she gave it up For some Benny Hanna rice Paid in full I really feel like I'm ace In a room full of bosses I don't feel out of place No middle man we only do face to face Made my first tan bar Before you made a MySpace Fat boy with a whole lot of ambition It ain't shit to trick this chicken Bitch I'm in the right position Everybody Eats, ain't no competition when it comes to that money shit. I get tunnel vision. Jake, that's my fucking blood cousin. One phone call here, hit your block dumping. One headshot, watch them leak like a gusher. My new bitch Jamaican, but my chopstick rushing. Try to run off with my shit and you won't get far. I slapped a drum on the glizzy, I'm a rock star. Back to back, pulling up in them fast cars. Little bitch probably thought I was a NASCAR. Ay, try to run off with my shit and you won't get far. Slapped a drum on the glizzy, I'm a rock star Back to back, pulling up in them fast cars Little bitch probably thought I was a NASCAR